Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum Podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today is a very special bonus episode where we have Netflix 2022 vampire action comedy Day Shift. It's directed by J.J. Perry and it stars Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco, Snoop Dogg, Natasha Lua Bodizo, Megan Good, Carla Souza, Steve Howey and Josh Atkins. I'm Jesse. And I'm here by myself, as always. Nice to have you here, but there's going to be some spoilers. <laughs> I'm going to ruin this film. So, brand new film on Netflix. If you're keen to check this one out, give us a pause. Come back a bit later on, because uh, this is going to be a quick one, but I'm going to destroy this movie. Not destroy it in a negative way, but uh, spoil it. So, we do start with the fast flicks, where we do a quick summary of what the film is all about. So, for me, this one is a vampire hunter needing to rejoin the big leagues to earn enough cash to prevent his daughter from being moved away by his ex-wife. That's the gist of this story, realistically. If you, if you, if you needed to take a, a line away from it, it is a pretty violent graphic vampire film, though. <laughs> yeah, lots and lots of killing. So it's pretty uh, fresh, fresh on Netflix. There's no... Not much a lot going on really with this film that you can read about. It's only been out for under 24 hours as recording this one. So a lot of information not available yet, but realistically, Netflix announced this film back in October of 2020. And they revealed that they had Jamie Foxx on board in the film. And then the rest of the cast were announced in April of 2021. Principal photography started in LA between April 19 and August 22 of 2021. So there's a lot of, um, as I mentioned, a lot of graphic kills and a lot of violence, and a lot of blood, a lot of gore. There's also a lot of uh, very impressive um, movement in a lot of these action sequences. And they actually employed a lot of these contortionists and performers from the Cirque du Soleil uh, circus uh, to do these bendy acrobatic sort of vampire moves, which is a bit of an interesting fact. The only other information that I've got really, a tagline for this one, which I think is absolutely horrendous. The tagline is, some jobs really go for the throat. <laughs> horrendous, horrendous tagline. Um, around the world, translations for this one. In Portuguese, it's called Double Journey. In Hong Kong, it's called The Pretend Hunter. Italy, it's called Day Shift, Hunting for Vampires. So pretty straightforward and explanatory there. In Poland, it's called Daily Change. Um, I don't know if that really fits because in this one we see that the, the vampires are actually uh, using sunscreen and stuff to stay in the day. So it doesn't really fit. Um, Taiwan, it was called Punch Hunter. Um, not sure, like punches in a physical punch. In Thailand, it was called Day Shift, Jobs to Hunt. And in Vietnam, it was called Day Shift, Hunter's Cover. So all uh, different, I guess. Really, really, really different. But uh, I think the, the, the thing to sort of uh, base this one is... is this cost $100 million to make. That's, that's an awful lot of money. Hit Netflix on the 22nd of July, 2022, if you're listening um, way down in the future, and filmed in and around LA and Atlanta in America. Consensus so far, not much going on. Um, as I mentioned, very, very early. Rotten Tomatoes, 47%. That's only on 17 reviews, so it sits at Rotten. The audience has it on 80%, though. That is less than 50 reviews. On IMDb, sits on a solid 6.6 out of 10, but that's only 187 reviews. And Letterboxd, again, it sits on a 3 out of 5, and that's only on 403 reviews. Expect all of those numbers to completely change and be different um, as you're watching or listening now, would be my suggestion. My early thoughts for this one. Um, I mean, this, this is really, it's a film that goes from set piece to set piece. It's very much like the two other big budgeted Netflix films, like Six Underground and The Grey Man. 
there's there's a lot of vampire mythology dumped in there from time to time but i think the selling point of this film is a dad doing whatever he has to do to stay close to his daughter and i guess that's that's what i liked about this film at various stages uh time to talk about some characters so characters in this one bud um bud is our jamie fox our main character he's, he's a pool cleaner but really he's a vampire hunter um he's never told his wife uh, joycelyn so they're no longer together because of his lies and and his uh and the, the loss of trust between the two of them. Um and, and he comes across he's he's a bad boy who breaks the rules. This also means that his wife's gonna take their daughter, um, Paige, and, and go away to Florida, which is obviously the other side of the country. Um I, I got the feels of, of family commitment and the need for him to do whatever necessary for this kid. Um, which was really good. I enjoyed those moments. <laughs> he has this signature move. This is a spoiler, but his signature move is using this uh, silver-coated wire to decapitate the vampires. And then once they're decapitated, he can rip their teeth out and they're, they're no longer effective. Um, I think it's interesting because it's a cool move, but as the audience, we, we never see him set this up or the opportunity to set the wire up. So it's just like, cool, end of a battle, the wire's there, which was a bit, um, a bit random. Uh, the, the, other, the other person to talk about in this one is Seth. Seth, played by Dave Franco, he's the the vampire union representative, I guess, and and he's sent out into the field for the first time to keep an eye on Bud. He has to, you know, sort of report back on all the the wrong things that he's doing. Um, he, he's the complete opposite. He doesn't do violence. He doesn't do gore. No weapons. Doesn't eat meat. All that sort of stuff. He has Nickelback as his ringtone on his phone. Uh, exactly the sort of person that you don't want to keep your company or to be your partner. Completely miscast. I'm sorry, but. <sighs> wasn't good. Franco just wasn't the right person for this role. You've got Snoop Dogg in this film who plays a much minor role. Would have been a lot better to have him with Jamie Foxx. Or even Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen would have been funny because a lot of the, the reason for having Dave Franco there is for humour and it just doesn't land. He just doesn't have the, the comedic timing or the chops to sort of pull this character off. And that's a little bit of a disappointment from this one for me, I guess. Um, the other sort of minor characters, Heather. She's the, the new neighbor to, to Bud. Um, and sort of they sort of set her up as if like she's this love interest with this blame meet cute, but apparently she's been put there by the villain as an agent. <laughs> There's no hint or any inkling as to this being the case. And as an audience, like this just really, really frustrated me. Uh, especially as soon as she decides, cool, I'm gonna join your side, Bud, anyway. And she, like she's got these ridiculously crazy good moves. It was just so stupid. Uh, and that leads us to the villain, the the, the bad vampire <laughs> called Audrey. Um, she's a real estate agent and she wants to inundate LA with vampires to sort of take over the town. Uh, every scene with her was like a cliche moment of a villain building up to the final battle between good and evil and just not believable. <laughs> um, finally, I can't, I can't not talk about Snoop Dogg's character, Big J, um, and his Bud's Bud um, from, from the Vampire Hunting Union. Um, and he sort of helps him get back on side so he can hunt vampires legally and, and shows up for the big battle at the end. But that's about it. Would have loved to have seen him a lot more. Um, the director of this one, this interesting, JJ Perry. So this is his directorial debut, but he has 149 stunt credits. So he's got his his movement in Hollywood based on doing stunts for films. He's done the Fast and the Furious films, um, Gemini Man with... Will Smith, um, SWAT, the Dark Tower film, John Wick films, um, Spectral, which is another film that we have covered on this podca podcast, if you're interested in a Netflix original sci-fi type of film called uh, Spectral, The Expendables, Star Trek Into Darkness, Serenity, Just Wedding back in the day, um, and also Scorpion King, which if you've seen uh, Jordan Peele's latest film, Nope, um, there's a good shout out to Scorpion King in that one as well. All right, 
Time to talk about some scenes. So what, what are some things I enjoyed? What are some standout ones in this? For me, the, the opening fight between Bud and this old lady vampire, really, really cool. It was a cool, effective action sequence. Uh, but the one thing that frustrated me, they set it up like, you know, they set the opening like it's in nice, warm California. But Jamie Foxx's character, Bud's blowing frost or, you know, um, out of his mouth. Just, just, I, just, I was a bit confused, a bit weird. Um, the music was really good too. You know, you've got songs from Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, all set the tone really well. Um, Seth, our sidekick, uh, pissing his pants joke. It was good. It was, it was funny, but then it was used too much. So that was a little downside to that as well. And then, like, I did mention in characters that, that Seth sort of frustrated me a bit because him as a character and, and teaming up with, with Bud, um, it was just, that's going to lead more, I guess, into the, the things I didn't like. But one moment I, I did like was where they actually had other people join them. So there were these two brothers that joined them. There was the four of them, and they take down this vampire hive. Good, cool action sequence. Um, and finally, another, this is like I mentioned before, they, it's like action sequence to action sequence. And the car chase with Bud and his daughter in the car. She's on her iPad playing Mario Kart. And every turn, every bump, as um, Bud's trying to get away from the vampires, she was she was playing on her game with headphones on. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I guess jumping back now to things that weren't so good, just the, even the start of Bud and Seth together. Like they're in the locker room together. Um, they get in the car. They're making jokes about the seatbelt. Just no chemistry between them. Just frustrated me. Um, text messages on the screen. Again, I hate that. And that was not good. Um, and finally, <laughs> Heather. I spoke about Heather before in the characters, but being planted to find out how to hurt Bud, and she's literally a ninja as well. We barely met her. That just really annoyed me too. Um, so themes and ideas like this is very hard to pull anything out of this one, but obviously you've got good versus evil, straightforward, bad guys, good guys, easy. A little bit of the the fighting the system. We've got Bud who's you know fighting the system to get back, and you know, and that leads into the idea of fighting for your family too. The, the father daughter bond, which is that key. Thing that runs through this film, which I really, really enjoyed anyway. Um, so what did I take away from this one? I think $100 million. I can't believe they spent that on this film. I'm not sure how much money Snoop Dogg and Jamie Foxx took, but the other sort of Netflix original film that, that's not too long ago was Army of the Dead. I think it was probably about 12 months ago nearly. Uh, that was made for, I think, about $70 million. So an extra $30 mil, I'm not sure whether that's COVID restrictions and having to account for all of that, but man, $100 million in this film, not sure where it went, which sort of frustrated me a bit. All right, I think I've been speaking about this a bit, but question time. So vampire teeth, I said before, like a vampire teeth is a valuable commodity. Like, so obviously you sell them, but what can they then be unsold for? Or what's the value? What do they hold? I don't understand. That was never explained. So that, that frustrated me a bit. And the other thing is, uh, the characters try to do whatever they can to get the smell of vampire off them. And, and one of them was this special sort of lotion used in the shower. And there's commentary about, you know, whatever happens, don't get it in your butthole. <laughs> okay. This is an R-rated film. Like, I, I guess for the graphic violence and the blood and the guts and the gore. But if it's an R-rated film, why are we using the word butthole? It just does not fit with the rest of the film. Like a <laughs> butthole. Who says the word butthole anyway? That frustrated me. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up. So uh, there's never a moment where you feel like Bud won't succeed in this film. So that's a little bit of a concerning thing. You want a little bit of tension or a little bit of concern that he's not going to make it through. But I did feel the father connection of him wanting to do whatever he could to be close to his kid. And that was the driving force of the film. So I think the only 
it's it's probably one of the only things that kept me interested or invested this whole way through because yes i knew he was going to get there at the end his daughter was going to be okay but i still wanted to see him get there even if uh it was just done through these high action um high octane action sequences which were still pretty good i mean it's a bit of fun without needing to think too hard i'm giving this a three out of five we have socials we've got twitter facebook and instagram give us a follow on any of those if you can Question I wanted to put on there for this episode, and this is this relates to a conversation in the car between Bud and Seth. Uh, what's the best of the Twilight films? <laughs> if you've seen the film, you'll get the get the reference. Um, I, I honestly I can't <laughs> give any of them a positive reference because uh, they are some of the worst movies I've ever seen. But uh, I know there's people out there that like them. What's the best one? Let us know. Thanks as always for jumping on, having a listen, hearing my thoughts. We're back as always on a Wednesday for our regular shows where we're, we're going through the Netflix original films in chronological order up to over 200 episodes now. So check those out. Um, there's probably a film on there that you might enjoy. So check them out. Um, thanks as always. And we'll see you on Wednesday.